0: If this is your first time joining welcome and thank you for dropping by. If this is your first time joining us, Why on Weird Awakenings, we discuss anomalous phenomena. The strange, the curious, the extraordinary, the bizarre. Throw in the occasional conspiracy theory and you get us. Cecil, Hadley, Stephen, Tully, and myself, Morgana. Just a few of the weird kids. Weird Awakenings is a part of the Weird Realities Network. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to our channels. We can be found at Linktree slash Weird Realities. That's weird with a Y. Okay, gang, grab those tinfoil hats and let's get weird. Welcome. <laughs> Where'd my go? She,
1: she did a disappearing act. I'm
0: going to change clothes for y'all. Don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> okay, guys. Uh, I don't know if the video played or not.
1: You did. It did. It okay, did.
0: Okay, cool. Um, I have been having fits with internet this week and, um, I've officially, um, going to Fiber. <laughs> so <laughs> they've made me so angry. I pay for a gigabit and I'm averaging about 60 megabits per second. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, y'all,
2: I got to do a shout out cause there's Christy Lynn, the narrator of Dawnbreaker.
0: So, oh, hi awesome. Hi Christy. Great job.
2: Yeah, it's great, Christy. I just, I know I'm late to it, but I just listened to it this week, and it was great.
0: Yes, I've actually uh, started listening to it this week, too. I've got to pick a book, because right now I'm listening to four different things, and that's very confusing.
1: Yeah, sorry we're late today. We were talking about, uh, we got sidetracked with the apocalypse.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: yeah. Yes. Um,
2: um, I was I was letting everybody know I had listened to Micah Hank's program the other day and in the first five minutes he's talking about the extreme solar flares that have been happening and how they were messing with the radio waves over um, the United States. So I thought that was interesting and that is some scary stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm.
4: Um One day it's going to come through and knock out everything electronic, for sure.
2: Well, I don't know what I will do without my air conditioner. I will be moving to the extreme north. Yeah. Just yeah, take, me, take me to Letter. Take me to Letterkenny. That's where I'm
3: going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like,
1: I'm pretty sure last year I'd have to like gather the articles. From when this happened, but they were—they've been shooting stuff into the sun too, with what—which is a great idea.
4: Uh, I think they're taking a playbook out of like uh, white trash areas and like just sending garbage straight to the sun, kind of like how we burn it in barrels.
2: Well, what do y'all think <laughs> about Hawaii? I mean, have you seen the footage of Hawaii? It's terrible.
1: I got some thoughts about that that we can't yeah. talk about.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was supposed to move to Hawaii in two thousand and twelve.
3: I'm glad you didn't
2: me too, I didn't want to go f- this is before the apocalypse happened or the, the pandemic
1: you got uh, you were going to get kidnapped by Voldemort yeah.
2: no, this wasn't Voldemort this was the short one oh, well, he was okay. go, <laughs> just, he, was, he was the
0: rat guy you was going to get
3: kidnapped guy. by
1: Dobby no,
0: no, 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 no. he was uh, the rat guy, the one that was the rat Peter Pettigrew. Yes. Oh, my God. He did look like him. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: What sorry. What were you doing back then?
2: Well, okay. So, let me tell the story. So, just a little bit about my... This is the guy that... I mean, I went to high school with him. In high school, he was, like, one of the most popular guys. He was very, very cute. You know, um his mom was a teacher and then he started talking to me years later after he who shan't be named was, um, and I broke up. And so he was, he was a dog handler in the military. So I had a dog and I was talking to him about doggy boots and that's how we started talking. Cause Domino, my dog at the time would not potty outside if it had been raining. It's because she didn't want to get her feet wet. Mm-hmm. So that was what started that. But, um, now I grew taller in college, so I didn't realize how short he was. But he claimed to be five foot four. Well, that was a lie. Um, my my friend who is five foot four said that that was a lie. That she she knew she was taller than him. But um, so he was probably about five three, and I'm five seven. So you can imagine how that that looked. But um, but he was a bald law enforcement officer, military type. So, there you go.
1: Well, yeah, you probably saw that you struggled with uh, measurements <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and just uh, took that opportunity.
0: Well, you
2: know. I'm about 5'4". you're like 6'20", right?
4: I'm about Totally 4'11". Mm-hmm. At least. Y'all, I have a
0: very good friend. She was born and raised in central Mississippi. You know, she she had a grandmother that lived in Wisconsin, but she's lived all of her winters here. And her husband moved her to Maine. And she sends me a picture where they have dug a tunnel from the front door to where the cars are. And the tunnel starts above the door. Renee is four foot ten. <laughs> so, <laughs> they not only gave her hell about being in the cold for the first time, but it's like she'd have gotten lost if she'd have fallen through. I mean, wow. they have never found her until spring. <laughs> like, you the, know? like
1: little dogs. Hey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> That's it exactly.
1: So, why do we have a big Ouija board behind us right now?
0: Well, let's see. Because tonight we are talking about clairvoyance, channeling, spirit boards, and all that fun stuff. And I know you are the spirit board king—the real ones, not the ones from Parker Brothers, like this one. Just I just realized it said at the bottom of it, or I'd <laughs> better shut that off. But oh, yeah. uh, you know, th- they did make one. I mean that's the first time i remember seeing one was you know a friend had it and you know we played around with it but we were kids and it was a piece of cardboard it had absolutely no meaning the As a,
4: huh? i'm sorry i was gonna say isn't the parker brothers like funded by the satanic church
2: I don't, 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 don't with the fake news
4: which one was it that was funded by the satanic church it was one of those ones that made kid games
0: uh, they used to say Johnson and Johnson was, but because of their logo, but that was BS. Um,
1: do a do a search. Season. I'm working on it. <laughs> um, I mean, like spirit boards go back pretty much as far as history goes back. Um, you know, just the the human desire to know what is beyond this. I think is uh, what drives a lot of use of spirit boards and the like. Um, I will say as far as the modern uh, Ouija board goes, um, the evolution kind of happened, kind of exploded after the civil war um, where, you know, it was, it was developed in, in the fashion that it looks today and then eventually monopolized and mass-produced as a board game, which is probably a terrible idea. But I think that was exaggerated a lot, too, by the satanic panic. And then, you know, modern media now, you know, you have tons of movies where the premise is a tainted Ouija board. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But growing up uh, in the late 1900s, I'll say that the the stories back then were uh, like kids would play with the boards and talk to dead family members or what they thought were dead family members. Or uh, like Zoso was a very common uh, demonic entity that people would encounter. Um, and they would say that once they had the board going and weird stuff started happening... That they would try to get rid of the board and they would burn it, cut it, throw it in the water, pitch it in the woods, and the board would find its way back to them unscathed. Um, That was kind of the big uh, urban legend uh, in the late 1900s before all these movies and stuff started being made. It was
4: Fisher-Price,
1: by the way. Okay. Yeah gotcha um
0: (laughs) but you know and and uh ash made a good point you know and we've talked about this before people go into those thinking that it is a game you know that oh well we're just gonna you know gaff around and ha 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 and then something happens you know um because just because you don't Full-fledged belief in something doesn't mean it's not going to believe in you if you start fooling around with
4: it. Mm-hmm. Correct. So. Have you all ever really messed with Ouija boards a lot? Like, even not as, as we, an adult. When yeah. I was a kid, we used to mess with them a lot. Um, I, we had one that because apparently they can tell you like lies and stuff as well. Um, we had one that told me I was going to be dead at twenty-four from a car accident. You got that one wrong, um, unless it was like an alternate dimension or something.
1: So the first patent, though, uh, I was just I was trying to find the name that I was I was trying to think about a while ago. So, like I said, it became really popular after the Civil War. But it was a businessman and attorney, Elijah Bond, who originally began sell, selling under the name Ouija boards um, as a novelty entertainment system. In 1890, and it, it was a co inventor as well. Uh, just knew Thea Garriad, uh, I butchered that name, but um, eventually, you know, it was trademarked and purchased and mass produced at an industrial scale. Um, but I, I think that that Ouija. Is just one kind of pocket of these devices that you can use that have become popular over the years. So There's like these waves of popularity as social media evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, you had phenomenon like, um, you know, where creepy pastas met, met real life. I remember the big popular one in like the 2010s was Charlie, Charlie. And it's where they would take a pencil and I think they would put like two pencils on top of each other and they would ask like, you know, basically summon this entity called Charlie to answer yes or no questions. And there were super viral videos of, um, these kids, I mean, literal children asking like Charlie questions and Charlie would start breaking glasses in the room or knocking candles over. Um, um, you know uh what's the what's the one where you look in the mirror and bloody mary yeah bloody mary mm-hmm. um lots of uh things like that over the years where you know you're trying to communicate with these entities to to just uh, and it, it all goes back to just a probably a child's uh fascination of the unknown like if you're not familiar with the stuff or if you haven't interacted with Entities um, or don't believe in this stuff is a big one. I would say probably you know eighty plus percent of people who buy these don't believe that they're, they're real. You know, there's there's entire videos where it's uh, Ouija debunking as uh, like micro muscle twitch, subconscious. Like it's just all in your head and the whoever you're playing with. Um, but that doesn't excuse the fact that there's videos, plenty of videos out there of things going um, things going super wrong with uh, these interactions with the boards.
4: Well, automatic routing has been around for, for a long time, which is essentially what Ouija boards is. Um, like what was it? I think it's, let me see. I had it pulled up a minute ago. The first ever recordings that I can find so far is 1100 AD or 100 AD, if you believe that they've added a thousand years to a timeline. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's something that's probably fascinated people because I think from the time that we had consciousness, like we do now, we've always wanted to reach out to the other side to confirm it's, confirm that's reality. So it's really hard to say how they would have came up with it back then, but it seems like it's something that we've been in pursuit of since we've been a people essentially. Like trying to communicate with us. Right. right?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the interest the interesting thing about the automatic writing is a lot of times the people who fall under that trance they kinda have to translate what they've written down because yeah. they don't necessarily remember doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Our, our friend um Caitlin from Unbound Underground, who came on the show, does a lot of automatic rotting. Um
0: she does it, automatic painting too.
1: Automatic painting as well. Um and I think that at least for her, um, it's always a good tell of of you know what kind of stuff she's getting into on her paranormal adventures. Like she can kind of catch the vibe that way. Mm-hmm. Um What's another good old one? Dowsing rods. Dowsing rods rods are uh, another OG.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's a, and this is just me personally. I use a pendulum and scry. That's, you know, some people use tarot. Some people, you know, use different things. That's my personal one, but I'm not trying to summon anything. You know, I'm not saying, would you please come? It's just, Show me yes, you know, and if it goes left to right, then I know that's yes, and then show me no. And you know, I always ask that before I start, and then it's just general questions that I'm asking, yeah. And like you know, it kind of falls under the same, but I I think that there's a difference between just general knowledge and someone trying to summon someone.
1: Agreed. Now, when I was young, a young man, uh, I did have a fascination with this sort of stuff, um just the occult in general. Um and that's how I ended up you know collecting a lot of these old boards um and they stay nice and neat and in a way that they're not gonna do any harm to anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And out of the general public.
1: (laughs) Yeah it was kind of like what's that noise? You didn't join our ASMR stream. <laughs> um, to put Linda, I have no idea. I-
4: Linda asked what was wrong. If uh, everybody seen what was happening with my camera, to put your camera, to put your mind at ease, it is autofocusing. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> don't troop out too much. Um, so when it comes to spirit boards, I I don't know how accurate this is, but I always heard tell that they used to make them out of coffin wood. Have you ever heard that?
1: Yes, I have heard that. Um,
2: that's like, let's that's like the in most genius marketing ploy ever. Let's up the anti own weirdness and make it out of Coffinwood. People are, you know, love what else? It.
1: So, you've heard of like this is this is in the same vein, but kind of off topic. You've heard of like Dybbuk boxes, um. Like, Dybbuk boxes are a religious device to trap demons. I forget what religion it is. It might be Muslim. Um, It might not be Muslim. Is it it, the
2: Jewish um, faith?
1: It could be. Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that um, it's very dangerous to open one of those boxes once an entity is sealed inside of it. And there was another uh, social media craze. Of people purchasing these old Dybbuk boxes from estates and stuff. And usually they're sealed in wax from a ceremony to seal it in there. And they were doing videos where they would open these boxes, and like, oh, all these terrible things are happening to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you mentioned coffin wood. It used to be a practice where um, people would take coffin wood from a loved one that had um, ended their self and they would carve basically a coffin shaped box out of that wood and write on the inside of the coffin, like a plea to, you know, whatever afterlife you believed in. And they would bury it on holy ground because their body wasn't allowed on holy ground as a, as a plea to um like accept them into a better place in the afterlife. And there's some of those boxes that still exist today. And those are, Considered to be extremely um, haunted. We'll call it haunted. So do you think it's actually
4: spirits reaching through these boards? Or do you think it's like what they always suggest, which is what we would call demonic entities?
1: I think that the board is a board. Mm -hmm. But your intention... You know, because you, you can do this stuff without without the Ouija board. Like, you don't have to have that. You could literally just draw a, draw it on a piece of paper and use a, you know, a, a pop bottle lid as the planchette and it would work. But it's just all about your intention and the energy that you, you're putting forth into this stuff.
2: Well, I started playing around with that sort of thing when I was probably 11, 12 years old. And I mean, it's it comes across with you know sometimes knowledge isn't meant for children, yes, but um, I was in the same God, boat by the way, <laughs> and you know I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you just want the thrill,
1: yes, that for me, that was exactly it,
2: yeah just, um, and and you know to see if something would happen and to be a little scared, but I mean. You know, how lucky are we that we're still here?
1: True. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of, like we all grew up pretty rural. And I think that's part of being in a place where the only thing to do is like get out in the mountains or, you know, get into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there was a there was a summer where we we quite literally spent a whole summer uh in various graveyards looking for these folk tales and we would take a board with us sometimes. And mm-hmm. so, sometimes that would get very interesting. Um, and sometimes we dipped out, but I think, you know, I saw what Christy said that her best friend and her used to make their own in high school too. Um, I think that once you activate these things, whether it's a board, whether it's a piece of paper, whether it's your pendulum or dowsing rods, and you start getting these energies coming forth and these, you know, vibrations or whatever you want to call them. um, I think they get attached unless, until you properly close or cleanse it, um, close the loop. I think whatever it is stays there and is around you until you do something to make it not be anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, with us, the rite of passage at home was cutting class and going and sitting on the witch's grave. You know, I mean, if you were really, really brave, then you tried to steal one of the links on the chain that kept her from burning down the city the second time. (laughs) We weren't that brave. But, you know, so, I mean, that was always a big thing because it's in the middle of this old, the old part of the oldest cemetery at home. So, you know, you've got all the graves and stuff. You can't even read the the stuff on it. They're so old. And then you've got this big, you know, plot that's wrapped up in chains with like foot long links and everything. So, but, you know, it was the same thing. Like you say, it was that thrill of, oh crap, we're going to wake the witch up, you know?
1: Yeah. And I I do think, there is some level of innocence to, to like people who do this kind of stuff as children, you know, maybe they don't get quite the amount of blowback that if you were to do this stuff as an adult, I don't know what, you know, maybe it's because when we're kids, we are still closer to, you know, that divine creation, like the, the primordial energy, Mm -hmm. Um, something about our innocence but, you know, a few, like a few years ago, what puts me in the mind of that? Um, there was a girl that was using divination uh, to try to summon a very popular voodoo um, figure to do harm to somebody. And this girl ends up dying three days later in a bizarre accident. So I think that it's it's all about intention like christy said um and maybe as children we don't have those kind of cruel intentions or you you want to like summon a demonic hitman um like you're just trying to quite literally see if there's life after death or you know mm-hmm. talk to your you know dead relative that you might miss yeah i could see how that's alluring and Cecil, so you might remember the name of the machine, but what was it—the Edison, the Edison invention to speak to the dead? You guys remember that?
0: I, I do. Know. I don't remember Chrono,
1: what Chronovision. Chronovision is the look into the future. Oh, um, I don't know. There was a lot of
4: them though. Like, supposedly there was a lot of them that essentially created uh, what we would call holograms of. People who have passed before, yeah,
1: it was like a TV except you could see dead people in it. Um, this was a legitimate invention that got uh, took
4: Haley (laughs) Joe (laughs) Osman.
1: Um, what in the heck was it called? He
0: called it a spirit phone,
1: yeah. uh, Well, and I believe if I'm remembering that story right after he died, I think he was contacted on that phone. With, like, um, and was like asking them to continue the work on it. I'm sorry if you can hear my dog, he's going crazy. It's okay, it's just a roll of the dice as to
0: whose dog's barking. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and the thing is, I, I agree with you about I think when you're young, you don't have the intention, it's curiosity and everything, so you're less likely to actually get something, you know to to come through i'm not saying it doesn't happen i just don't feel like you know it's it's hard for you to summon something that your brain can't even comprehend yes but then there are have also been cases that you've heard about of like spirits or other beings and stuff attaching themselves to children You know, uh, or that sometimes that children being possessed by certain, you know, entities. So you have to wonder, is it because in that case, it's because they're just wide open and they're in the wrong place at the wrong time?
1: Yeah. Or it could be an object. You know, like we said a minute ago, it's not just the Ouija boards. It could Mm -hmm. be attached to anything.
0: Right right? I mean, what's the doll, Annabelle, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, a raggedy Ann doll, because until I, we, we interviewed somebody and got to researching about that, I didn't realize it was a raggedy Ann doll. I mean, I'm thinking some, you know, pretty porcelain thing with the hair and all that. No, it's a raggedy Ann doll.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's a very normal looking doll. Right. Um, yeah. But
0: you know, you don't think about those things <laughs> always, you know, so like I mean, how would it ever get in that? But there that's was about a. How it did. And there's a story
1: close to me about a, another doll, but it was like one of the the fancy porcelain mm-hmm. dolls that people collect.
0: Right, the ones that was, are looking dollar. at you. F yeah. creepy. It
1: it was out in the state cell so in Lexington, which is about an hour. Oh,
3: oh.
1: <laughs> 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 Talk about a jump scare! <laughs> what
2: well, you should have done is put it there, and you've been gone. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah, that would have been way
1: scarier. I think. Yeah, but
3: well,
0: you uh, know, we used to have a guy that I used to collect porcelain masks. And I mean, I probably, when I got rid of them just a few years ago, probably had close to a hundred.
1: Those things creep me up, more
0: Well, the we Mardi had... Mask? Yeah. yeah, uh-huh. But I had like four or five that someone had given me that weren't only Mardi Gras, but they were clowns. Oh. And we had a guy that would not come in that room of my house because he's like, they are watching you. And I'm like, they have no eyes. He goes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> They are watching you and they're evil and I cannot go in there. And I'm like, okay, dude, you don't have to go in there. So Well,
1: this one was at an estate sale in Lexington. And the person buys it and starts having like all these bizarre things happen in their house. And this is all within like a week. So all this bizarre like noises and screams and it's just this woman and her husband. And they wake up in the middle of the night and it's like full-blown fire in their house and they have to escape. And they do. And once the fire is burnt down, they come back into the house and the only thing that isn't scathed is the doll. Oof. Yeah.
0: The only Um, doll I have in my house is a voodoo doll. Nobody nobody
1: believed them. So finally uh, I'm sorry, I got Uh, My brain shut off for a second. So, um, nobody believed them, so they call. they finally got a Catholic priest to agree to come check out this doll. They, they check it out. He determines that there's an entity tied to this doll, puts it in a box very similar to Annabelle where it's getting blessed constantly and it's actually used, he's like a professor or whatever the Catholic equivalent to that would be. Um, and he uses this doll to talk about experiences out in the field of being, um, you know, I don't know if he, I don't think he was an exorcist, uh, maybe like the step down from an exorcist. Um, but someone was like, can you take the doll out? Like to give a demonstration. And he said that he opened the door to the, the doll cage, um, And something came over him and he went to a trance and all of a sudden in the back of the room, um, the thing that you pull down, like the board, uh, the projector flap or whatever, um, catches on fire Mm -hmm. right in the middle of class. And he's like, he's like, I wasn't even thinking. He's like, I immediately snapped out of it once it caught on fire out of nowhere. But it literally like a fire starter doll.
4: Wow, That's like Drew gross. Barrymore?
0: Yeah.
4: Yep. I don't know. Um, I'm. We got a few dolls. I think the scariest one I have is my Bart Simpson doll, like right there. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: No, I, I do. My uh, my boss, and she and I, we we actually have the same birthday, and every time she goes to New Orleans, she buys me one of those little Wish Voodoo dolls. You know, and um, uh, one of the girls I work with got me one recently. It's the, um, it, they're basically supposed to uh, help you because it's like uh, for the person who stumbles and is a klutz. So she bought me that one because, you know, I'm I'm a klutz. So I've got like these little voodoo string dolls all over my office at home and at work. Love them. But like I said, you know, it's, it's just a thing that, speaks to me you know i've actually had people it was funny one of the girls that i used to work with when we first started working together one of our managers told her he's like don't piss her off she will curse you because he was walking through one day and i said you're just gonna have a bad day and he came in at 4 30 and said don't you ever do that shit to me again and i'm like what and he's like you caused all of this and i'm like no you believe that i did you believe that i could (laughs) so you've just had a rough day and uh so he tells her that well she goes to new orleans the next weekend and brings me back a voodoo doll and i hang it on the wall and then fast forward about a year we had this manager who was just a complete and total jerk that uh got pissed off and decided he was going to get me fired and so the my boss, the owner of the company, sends me emails that he had sent her after they fired him. And one of them was, uh, you know, everybody in the department is terrified of her and she's got voodoo dolls over there. And, they, <laughs> and Farrah thinks she's put a curse on the department because of the dolls. And I started laughing, and she goes, "Yeah, it was stupid." I said, "No, actually, Farrah's the one who bought me the damn voodoo dolls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, so, I, you know, if you're gonna lie, at least know the backstory.
1: <laughs> I, I think, uh, laughing a lot of this stuff is like if you were a zookeeper, and your expertise was, you know, handling venomous snakes or alligators. Like, you don't just wake up one day and be like, "I'm just gonna go handle venomous snakes." it's like a progression. Like you first, you get into snakes and you get into zoology and you learn everything there is to know about it. And then you start to dabble in it a little bit and then you find, you know, a path to some, well, there's never a form of mastery with this sort of stuff. Not, not truly like, you know, I forget who it was that said, uh, you know, any true master is just a, a, an apprentice continuing to learn. or or something like that. So I'm butchering that, but um, I think that it starts out with a fascination and then either you take the paths like we did to get into the weird and you have all of this knowledge of all of these crazy topics, um, including how to handle these things or you don't. And you know, you're a normal person (laughs) (laughs) and, and and you think that, you know, these things aren't real. And then maybe you have an experience or you have a weird friend like us who tells you about their experiences. And you're like, hmm, like it, it might make you think like we have a friend um, who literally calls himself an NPC because we start talking about all this stuff. And he's like, dude, I just I don't know. I guess I just am an NPC because I can't. Fathom these sort of
0: things.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, we have, uh, you know, dolls that walk and dolls like statues that, uh, uh, you know, are not to be disrespected and just all this Mm -hmm. random stuff. But as long as you know how to handle these sort of things and make sure that everything is comfortable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Or or gone. Um,
3: right.
1: You know, just like these paranormal museums and you know the the conjuring museum, you know, they're able to keep these things in one place because they knew how to keep everything at bay.
0: Well, you know, Hadley and I talked about the fact that I was describing to her the fact that I think that everyone should go to Marie Laveau's if they go to New Orleans just for the experience, but then they need to go to the Voodoo Museum because it is the best place to visit. The feel in there is phenomenal, not knowing that there was a matter uh, of butchering in the apartment above it (laughs) right after Katrina, you know, so they're evidently doing something right downstairs, you know, because... Like I said, I feel none of that when I go in there. And I wonder every time. I've
2: wondered if the voodoo is what made the guy go crazy.
1: Uh. Do you know that big altar that's in there in Laveau's? Like Mm -hmm. the big it used Uh to be to the left. When you walked in, it was in the left corner. Mm -hmm. Um, someone that I was with in New Orleans. Uh, you know, it's the huge sign that says, absolutely do not touch. Right. Mm-hmm. She touched it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, uh, we we get back to the airport. You know, our, our plane doesn't crash or anything. But we get out, get back into the, we were in a van to make the track. There's like four or five of us. And uh, t- two tires explode on the van at the same time. And we almost uh, wreck on the interstate going like 80 miles an hour. Oh,
0: that's a horrible place to wreck. That's a horrible place to drive, yeah. period, without that so, happening. I,
1: I would say if you see like an altar out in the wild that mm-hmm. says absolutely do not touch and there's <laughs> smoke coming off of it,
3: yeah. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. It, it's just like the uh, random stories about people finding, uh, stairs in the woods.
0: Yeah. Don't climb the stairs. <laughs> don't, don't climb the
3: stairs. I I can't help but
4: think I would like
0: you know what? I know, you know I, I mean, wouldn't want to. I, I would I'd do it with you, Cecil. We could yeah. hold hands and just say Let's to hell with I, it and go.
4: Yeah. yeah. What happened?
0: I'd be the one. <laughs>
4: so,
0: <laughs> I would be the one. Okay. okay. So things like that are attached you know uh, boards and stuff like that good way to segue into how about mediums you know people that are actually approached by the dead you know wanting to give messages and stuff like that how do they protect themselves
4: I don't like mediums much I prefer large
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey I'm a medium sometimes large see
3: (laughs) so (laughs)
0: <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, because there are people that literally, you know, and we can joke about the sixth sense all day long, but there really are people who see dead people, you know, and everything. So you have to wonder when so many things can attach to objects and to people who are just being, you know, not being careful or they're being stupid but then you have these people that is it like a built in mechanism you think that protects them or do they uh, have to build that up?
1: I think they have to build it up. Uh, we talked to a medium in Scotland a couple years ago. Um, what she, she was either a twin oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: or I'm pretty sure she was a twin. Um, mm-hmm. And they both had like the sock. Wow. And they would go to these places, at, you know, paranormal groups would hire them to come and fill out places like these old castles in Scotland, for instance. And she, she explained how it felt for them. And it, it, it seems like with age comes the ability to maybe tune some of it out a little bit or like flip a switch,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but she she said that they were walking through one of these old castles like in the dungeon area and there was a spirit there that was like the most malevolent that she had ever encountered like um that it assaulted her um and she's like you know it's probably doing this to everybody (laughs) like it like it's just that i can like it knows it's almost like the void looks back. Like you stare into the void and the void looks back. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It it knew that she could see it. And right. therefore it you know
0: reacted.
1: Yeah.
4: Whenever people bring up medium, they always think about sixth sense, like you said, but when I, but I always think about that show Deadbeat with Tyler Laban. Do you ever watch that?
3: Mm mm.
4: It's on Hulu. It's hilarious. You should watch it. He's a uh, he's somebody that can see you and he um he like helps them out so that they can pass on. There's only three seasons. I wish I would have made more.
0: What was the name of it? Dead Beat. Yeah, I think I've it's been popping up as a recommendation for me lately.
4: It's hilarious. Okay. I love <laughs> the now. I would connection. say
1: no to the
3: stairs, David. Yeah.
4: I'm, I'm, yeah. I've spent a lot of time in the woods up until I was like, I don't know, seventeen or eighteen, and I've never seen these stairs. I've seen some crazy stuff, but never no, seen.
1: I think the stairs are like a recent phenomenon. It, it could be related to, uh, you know, how the triangles are shifting, like we um, talked yeah. about. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: I think a lot of the people who walk up these stairs end up getting uh, yeeted into another realm maybe like who knows it could be related to the national parks but you know you've got places like the alaskan triangle now instead of bermuda Mm -hmm. you don't hear much about bermuda anymore but alaska the bennington triangle there's a ton of them in america now in north america
2: well Mm -hmm. but they're not new they've always been there that alaska triangle i mean
1: yeah, I, I just mean activity-wise. Like it, the Bermudas kind of calmed down. It seems like it seems like the energy's kind of shifting.
3: Yeah, the uh, Bennington Triangle and the uh, Bridgewater Triangle, I think, are the two two that are yeah. more active now, aren't they?
4: Yeah, Bridgewater's crazy. Uh, didn't we do an episode on Bennington a long time ago? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ben- very the trippy time. stuff on in the Bennington Triangle, like almost like time bending. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia experiment esque type stuff. But mediums, do
4: you think that being a medium is some like maybe that's where they started coming up with like the um, automatic writing and stuff? Because maybe like speaking to the dead was um, something that the majority of people had the ability to do at one point in time and then started to lose it. And they just like, we need to figure out another way, you know? Like,
2: I think that everybody's got their own gifts and ways of accessing things. But, I mean, think about this. When you know how, like, you're in a long – okay, you're by yourself. You're in the car for an extended period of time. And all of a sudden, you've gone from point A to point B, and you're like, I don't remember that. Yeah. like you're just You're just where you're supposed to be. And you've just tapped out. I mean, you don't remember the drive it's because your brain gets into that same place like when you're doing a shamanic journey or you're you're dreaming or you're in a deep meditative state it's that repetitiveness so that's where people go when they're doing the automatic writing i don't know how they get there but i think that's very different than like having dead people talk to you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
3: Yeah. Sometimes with the uh, sometimes with the mediums uh, the 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 this the one they're trying to contact will actually take over the medium. I've
2: well, seen that. Yeah. I, and I had a psychic I used to talk with. Um she she was awesome. And I'm very believe it or not, I'm very skeptical about this. But she told me she's like I'm I'm sorry to call you a little bit earlier than our appointment, but somebody's been waiting to talk to you. They got here about 30 minutes ago, and they've just been waiting. And she starts telling me, she goes, do you know so-and-so? Do you know? Th-? And I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. And, y'all, it was my first husband, and he's dead, and I didn't know it.
3: Mm, stop. And he, what? he
2: had he had, and she didn't know this. I mean, she lives in Florida. I live in Mississippi. We'd only talked a few times. But she, he wanted to let me know certain things. And there was no way this woman could have done it. So I stayed in touch with her and would talk to her. When my dad died, my dad came through. And it, it, we, I wasn't going to mention that he passed away. I was waiting to see if she mentioned it because, again, I'm very skeptical. And he came through and he told her a story. That happened when I was a small child, um, and this is, it is so weird, I'll tell you what it was, because it was, it was so personal, no one would have known it. My dad, okay, when I was little, every summer, we would, my mom would take me to Grand Isle, and we'd stay with my aunt and uncle. They had a fishing camp down there, and we would go fishing, and my other aunt and her husband would come, and it was just me and the adults, Well, the one time my dad went, he got so seasick that he got out of the boat and waited to a sandbar until it was time to go back in. And that is the story she told me about him getting out of the boat and waiting to the sandbar. Weird. Well, and I mean, you that that was something that she couldn't have known.
1: You know, I'm obviously believing a lot of stuff. I'm open to everything, but um, I've only ever been to one medium in person, and I can't say that I'm absolutely convinced um, of every everybody's ability uh, right. who who claims to be one.
4: Oh. Well, well, that cold reading stuff, like, um, if that's something you practice, you could do it, like. Hey, have you ate anything in the last
1: forty eight hours?
4: <laughs> I bet it filled you up, didn't it? Almost yeah.
1: like mentalism, uh, yeah. Like the mentalist, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. And I have a friend that um, he's an artist, but he studied psychology, and he's he will psychoanalyze you and figure stuff out. Yeah, you know, well, and, and he can tap into what's going on with you. But it's he's you. It's because I've tried to figure out how is he that good, and. Is he tapping into something that is a, a ability or strength for him, naturally? Well, and he's calling it psychology, I'm calling it psychicism.
1: I wouldn't have went, but I was in a very famous town. There's a town called um, Casadega in Florida.
3: I want to go there.
1: Everybody that lives in Casadega is either a psychic, a medium... Like, they're all, the whole little town is nothing but spiritual people, and on the side of everybody's house, it says what they do, how long they've been doing it, and, uh, like, they have, a like, a weekly town meeting where it's, like, a mini festival in the summer, and I found myself in Casadega, and I'm like, well, if I'm in the City of the Dead, I should at least you know, see what's going on with one of these people who was, like, super famous. And I just don't know that I was completely convinced after um, hearing what they had to say.
4: Um, Casadega, I I can't remember, but I remember when I was a little kid, there was real bad storms in Florida. And we went to some town and, like, the graves, like, the coffins started popping up because where the sand was so loose. It had, like, got really buoyant and just took them up out of the ground. I can't, I thought it might have been Casadega, but I could be wrong on that. We drove up there to look at it. Hmm. That just triggered that memory for me.
3: Huh. I need
4: to figure out who that was. Anybody that would know that's either dead or disowned,
3: so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
0: okay, and, and I'm going to tell you, you know, of all the things I've looked at, studied, and researched over the years, I have never heard of Casadega, Florida.
1: I have. I'm, I'm not been
4: new
0: there.
1: Excited. Yeah, it's, it's like world-renowned for, like I said, it's a community of spirits. You're not allowed to live there, I don't think, unless you're like a part of the weirdness.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering. It did, are people just like drawn there?
1: Yeah, that- it's like a sub- It's like a sub city, it's very small, like you can drive the whole little town in like three minutes. And -hmm. in the center of town, there's this big building where they all kind of commune, and there's uh, you know, information on on who everybody is that lives there. And it it may have changed though. Uh, I mean, it's been probably 12 years, 15 years since I went down there. Mm -hmm. Isn't
4: there a there's a town in Florida too where like the circuses and stuff used to go and round up to. I forget what it's called. It's like Gibson or something like that. Would that be close Casa,
1: whatever? No, no, no. I don't know. But I guess what I was expecting is like if you're in a place where everybody touts to be like super powerful. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody there claims a mastery who is doing this stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was expecting like some pretty like revolutionary, crazy revelations. And it, it almost seemed like mentalism, like, like uh, someone who maybe wasn't into the woo, but
4: did you see John Edwards at the Costco? <laughs> but, uh, maybe, like me maybe people like generate the, you would think that if there's that many people with that special gift in a in like a central area that it wouldn't like the power would build upon power upon power and they'd just be extremely
1: oh yeah that's like, that was the thought like in the town it does feel weird like i'm i'm i am gonna say that like it doesn't feel normal Um, It does feel like there's like an energy there, if you will. But, you know, when I got into it, it just didn't feel like what I was. And I guess I didn't really have an expectation on what it had to feel like. I don't know. Well, I don't know what would have convinced. I'll I'll tell you what would have convinced me if it had been like uh, Hadley's story. Where there was definitive um, information About me, that would be absolutely undisputable knowledge of my life that couldn't have been mentalism, that I would have been convinced
0: totally. You got the only damn dud in the whole city,
1: it couldn't have been. (laughs) I'm a, you look. I'm open to it. Like I, I'm not I saying know. that like psychics are a scam or anything like that. I I fully believe that there are people out there with foresight.
0: Right. I,
1: I just I think I got the dud. Okay. I,
2: well, I'm I'm gonna put it in a perspective that you might not have thought of. You are very talented with your own individual skills and knowledge. Maybe you're so shielded that someone who's not powerful enough to get through them couldn't read you?
1: I don't know. I was pretty young at the time.
2: I don't think that matters. I think that you have a different type of energy, and I don't think many people know how to read it.
1: Maybe that's it. Uh, Maybe it wasn't a dud.
2: Well, I I, mean, what's a dud for you might not be a dud for someone else. Because some people are very easy to read but I would say that you're not because your energy is very
0: different.
1: Hey, Mike. Have uh, a good night, Mike. Good night, night night, night. Night. Thanks, for, thanks for joining.
0: Sorry, totally made us late.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> blame, blame him.
4: <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't think I ever want to go to anywhere like that, just in case they are real.
2: <laughs> don't, know I mean. don't know what you're really thinking.
4: Like anytime we have some ass talking mm-hmm. about ores and stuff, I'm like, please don't do mine. Like
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, Landa.
0: <laughs> it's it's blame Tully night. It is Tully's yeah. fault. His is the second Friday of the month. It's always Tully's fault on yep. the second one. <laughs> <laughs> mine's on the fifth friday of- <laughs> <laughs> as always yes
1: no but this i think maybe we should double back on this at some point i i think there's so much i mean this is such a broadcast net mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um well, like y'all
2: each- y'all do these crazy 15 topics in one episode and we only
0: get to scratch the surface on but see, when we were doing one topic per episode, we'd get halfway through and go, uh <laughs> yeah,
3: okay. yeah. yeah,
0: but now y'all know else? each other better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have, 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 haven't you figured out by now? Most of us have ADD. <laughs> I
0: know. <this> girl. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all a story that I have I've got a friend that's been telling me forever that I'm ADD, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. But I found some coffee. I'm like, I've got to get something better if i drink hot coffee it makes me sleep i mean it always has so anyway i find this coffee that has 15 mil i mean 1500 milligrams per 12 ounces that is five times the caffeine as a monster energy drink what is it Uh, i'll have to send it to you because i can't remember it off the top of my head but i drank that and then I uh, drank another one of regular coffee and took a two-hour nap. I still yeah. am not ADD, but she might have a, something there. Death Wish,
4: <laughs> Death Wish branded itself as the world's strongest coffee for a They're while. They're not. I've All had it.
0: Death Wish before a couple of times. And I like their coffee, but it they don't have near the caffeine of this one.
4: With um, a certain recent things that's happened, I probably need to stay off caffeine. <laughs> Well, I
0: I went to the doctor the second day I drank this, and my blood pressure was 152 over 102. And I'm like, okay, I might not need to drink this daily.
1: I'm in the same. (laughs) I'm in the same range usually. I I run hot. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and when you start counting your caffeine intake into it, it's like, "Mm." all right, let's see. One second, Mr. Cecil, Uh and I will Uh give you a name.
4: I, I smoke non caffeinated cigarettes. So. <laughs> so.
1: Well, that's a plus.
3: Yeah. <laughs> According to the Surgeon General back in the 1940s, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> they're good for you.
4: It These is- are good for you. They're tobacco and water.
0: <laughs>
3: it's tobacco and water. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: at least you know they don't have all the extra crap that they added for years. Only uh, it is
4: $55 a pack.
3: Black
0: insomnia coffee, the dark roast. Black, it, Black insomnia, and like I say, it's it's fantastic. It tastes really good, but yeah, I, I it it didn't keep me up. It did not make me more energetic. <laughs> it did not do anything but let me have a nice nap. Yeah. So, but it's good coffee. It tastes great. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, I guess it makes me feel better that I'm not the only one who can drink coffee and then go ahead and take a nap
0: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 you know my dad used to drink it for, he had one of those automatic coffee pots that you filled up the night before and set a timer he started at 5 a.m. and at 9.30 10 o'clock when he was getting ready to go to bed he still had a, coffee, a cup of coffee in his hand and he drank it black and it never affected his sleep so yeah, know, I, it must be generational
1: I'm similar. Like I can. Um, I usually drink coffee up until about six, seven p.m.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, on weekends especially. Um, I didn't drink
1: anything not though. Yeah, like I got. I had my my pickle Rick cup here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I also got my coffee cups in here from last weekend. I love this one.
0: You need to wash those occasionally. It's bad for you to not.
4: My grandpa never washed his, so I don't wash mine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that takes away the flavor. Oh yeah! My nephew had a, had a had a coffee cup he used all through college. When he got married, his wife washed it.
4: <laughs> it's kind of like washing a cast iron skillet.
0: You yeah, know, you got- okay, here's the thing: I use the same tea glass for weeks on end but I still go to the kitchen sink and dump, dump a little soap in it and wash it in the morning if it's empty.
3: I'll
4: pour a little just water. Yeah. Don't,
3: don't, don't be scared. Just rinse it out. It yeah, tastes funny
0: after a couple of days if you just rinse it. Now, <laughs> when,
4: when, Last Saturday, I was uh cutting up some timber out here, and I needed some water, and I pulled an old gallon jug that I used to drink water out of. And I looked down in the spout and it had like green mold in it, and I had been drinking out of it for like 15 or 20 minutes. Ew.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, that's bad, dude. Yeah, I see. So I, just,
4: so I just sucked some water out of it and switched around, and spit it out till it was all gone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dude. No, We don't have weird friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna have to worry about Cecil getting uh dehydrated during the apocalypse because he'll drink. Speaking, anything.
4: Of, speaking of that, I have about 20 foot tall burn pile
3: out there that's gonna be fun. Wow, that's yeah. yeah, weird things. <laughs>
2: uh, I have something to tell y'all when we get off,
3: uh-oh. okay? Yeah, with the yeah, well, my wife was pregnant with our, with our youngest daughter during that time, I guess I was having. Sympathy pains or something, but I had, I had an addiction to peanut M and M's and Louisiana hot sauce. So put Louisiana
2: hot sauce on. Oh,
4: that sounds good. That,
3: sounds, that does sound good. <laughs> Louisiana hey, I want to
2: remind everybody, please like our show, um, subscribe. Make sure you do all that stuff. Yeah. Check
3: out if you, the you like it, send We're it. <laughs> Yeah. If you like it, send it to a friend. If it's if you don't like it, send it to somebody you don't like. <laughs> we, got we got nine new-
2: people watching, but we only got three likes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we got please, a- please give us some love and attention.
4: We got a new wearing the folk intro that totally worked very hard on. That's going to be coming out this weekend. For awesome. our new- let me oh. know.
2: I want to make sure that all the weird folk know. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, that's I spent way too much time on that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just remembered four things I was supposed to do for other people today. (laughs) One of those was David Moog. I was supposed to give him something about what time all our shows come on. I'm sorry, Uh, David. I got sidetracked.
0: But she's not ADD either. No. No, not at all. No. People
2: wonder how I get so much done. It's like, well.
0: (laughs) I have lots of lists. That's how I get stuff done.
4: <laughs> I don't think I'm ADD. I think I get hyper-focused.
0: I do that on too.
4: On multiple mm-hmm. things at once. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, we. Well, I suffer from the shinies. Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah,
1: me too. I, like, yeah. I, I'm really bad for being in the middle of a conversation in the real world and just like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like it, it, that was that did not help anything with uh, me and my father's mm. relationship. on uh, trying to work <laughs> on a farm growing up. I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> you well, go. I often will tell people. I had I actually had an interview today for a newspaper, a local newspaper, and I said I said, "Look, my brain is like your computer monitor. I've got fifteen tabs open, and one of them's playing music."
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't I don't know which one it is. And you know, it never fails. You can't find it when you really need it to stop. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's your boss called and you're supposed to be working and you've got this blare going in the background. Th- Something's th- barking. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of times too, when we're you know talking about these weird things every week, all of <laughs> us are like drawn from this infinite well of knowledge. And it's just like something sparks. And you're like, oh, Dibbit boxes.
0: Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's us in a nutshell.
2: <laughs> well, next Friday, I will not be on. So I'm going to miss you guys. Yes,
0: yeah. we will miss you too. And since you're not going to be here, we'll talk about boring ass Antarctica. <laughs> it's not boring, but you <laughs> yeah. know my, my problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> Antarctica goes hard every uh-huh. time. Yes, yes it does. Antarctica and the Vatican. There's well, just not enough time.
1: Yeah, we we could definitely do yearly shows at least or, or quarterly even. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: I won't be offland, I'll be working in my day job. <laughs> 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 I had to go to a dinner next Friday night. Yes.
0: Yes. Is that down here?
2: No, I'm not um, going to go down there next week. We work-related <laughs> stuff going on, and we can't turn Hadley on. You know. <laughs> it's been a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow,
3: she, this she's, tried, she's trying to top Cecil from last
0: week. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Uh, First, apologies for being late. Remember, it's Tully's fault because it's the second Tuesday. But we stayed over
1: (laughs) double the time that we were late, so I don't feel bad anymore.
0: That's true. Uh, Next week, we will be talking Antarctica. Mm Hadley will not be with us, but hey, if you're looking for something to read, Dawnbreaker, House of Blood and Sun.
2: Yep. It's on Audible and... Christy Lynn is the amazing voice actor. Um, y'all be sure to check her out. Yep, she is. And she is
0: awesome.
1: We did a. We'll have a brief episode coming out tomorrow on wearing the folk uh, about the Peruvian aliens from this week. Yep.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, really
3: oh, cool. Cool.
0: Cool. 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 All right, guys. Again, we appreciate all of you, mm-hmm. and until next time stay weird